Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. There's Eddie Trunk. Trying to say. How you doing, pal? <laughs> I feel bad, Eddie Trunk. You, I saw on Twitter that you're exhausted and you didn't get any sleep. I haven't slept in days, but that's all good. I'm glad to see you, man. You too. I'm uh, I'm a not very nocturnal person, so I'm like a big wimp. Anything before noon is like, <laughs> why'd you move to mornings, man? <laughs> Believe me, I was like, great, this is a good idea, and then all of a sudden the alarm goes off at four o'clock, and you're like, this is the worst idea I ever had in my life. Oh. But anyway, how you doing, my man? I'm great. I'm great. We're just uh, we're humming along, man. A lot of good stuff going on, and uh, we're in the home stretch. Last few episodes of the current season, season fourteen of uh, that metal show. So it's been been awesome. I don't it know how seems like there's it. a lot of good things happening in the season. I, I see a lot of. Uh, pictures and stuff have gone viral from the show. I know guys like Chris Jericho are, are tweeting stuff out, and uh, I've seen a lot of behind-the-scenes pictures. That's that's a good sign. Yeah, uh, we started doing uh, for years. We were doing a few years. We were doing the show in L.A. Right, and we went to L.A. because ninety-five percent of musicians live on the West Coast. Sure, and behind the scenes, one of my jobs is booking the show as well. Um, and it made it, my life so much easier to get people because it's like everybody's there. There, yeah. Uh, and then last season they said, well, we all live in the New York, New Jersey area. So, okay, how about we do it, bring it back to New York. And let's see if, we, because the show's become so popular, especially with musicians. Right. And they feel it's so important that maybe we can actually pull these guys They'll come to, to us. To New York, yeah. And when we do it in New York, the big benefit is we can do it in real time, meaning that the way we've been doing it is we tape a show every Tuesday and that show airs Saturday. So when topical stuff happens, we can hit it. Like a couple weeks ago, sadly, Twisted Sister's drummer died. Right. So we right. could do something on the fly. We, the way we did it in L.A., we shot everything in five days. For the whole home. season. It was done and yeah. it rolled out. So you couldn't do that sort of thing. So there's pros and cons to both scenarios. And we've gotten, we, we've gotten lucky doing it in New York because people will route to us. Kirk Hammett from Metallica is on this Saturday. Oh, really? He flew all the way from San Francisco just to come to New York to do the show. Yeah, the show. Well, well, you got to think about it. You're the only show. Big I mean, fish it, in a small pond. Well, yeah. but no, I, I didn't mean, I meant that in a, in a good way, like, because, I mean, radio has become really odd for musicians. It's not, you're, even Metallica is going to have a hard time getting with new material getting played. There's a, the, I mean, like, what stations, there's some new rock stations, but then uh, if the, if the Metallica doesn't sound like what they're playing, there's a chance that they'll get buried with the other stuff. So if you get a show at some TV exposure like that, that's worth that the trip over there. Well, that's a great thing. I mean, that's a, that's a, 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 totally true. In New York City, okay, number one market, there is not a radio station that's going to play new Metallica. Right, right. The, ra the, the, the radio station I'm on, my, my syndicated show is on in New York is the classic rock station. What I do on, on my three hours a week there is, is radically different than what they do regular programming-wise. And credit to them, they get that and they let me do it. And right. they, the show's been on there forever. So, of course, I'll play the new Metallica, but I'm on once a week. Sure, it ain't helping. Uh, and it's not, yeah, not going to move the needle tremendously. Um, 
so then unfortunately there's a lot of markets like that you yeah. know a mega band puts out new music and there's no place to get it played yeah because even when this station was classic rock Rush had a new album out Van Halen not playing new Rush yeah, yeah or new Van, Van Halen, Halen yeah. you play the old stuff but not playing any of the new stuff yeah I mean you know most stations even if they're super tight classic rock stations most of them have a specialty show like mine or some show on the weekend where they can at least say, well, you know, if you want to hear it, go there. Or maybe when the person's there doing an interview, they'll play it. But real sustained support is a big problem I see in, in for these artists because uh, in any new music, it's yeah. like the minute they walk out the door after they do their interview, that's why all these records come out. Everyone crows about the first week and oh, I'm just number eight first week. Three weeks later, they're off the no, charts. Yeah. There's I no follow through. I wouldn't buy an album anymore. I pay for Spotify, right? And uh, all I know is I go in my garage every once in a while, and I got five thousand CDs that I've never listened to that I haven't opened up in years. So now, and I know this this hurts the artist to hear, but why would I buy anything when I could just I I, I guess I'm renting it through Spotify? Yeah, see, I I have a totally different feeling about that. I, I absolutely still love owning something. Yeah. Um, I'm a CD guy. I know there's a big movement towards, you know, there's a big trend with vinyl. A lot of people are into vinyl. I know people are, it sounds so much better. I'm not putting a turntable in my car. <laughs> all right. I don't, you know, I, I love the, the, the looking at vinyl and the artwork and the whole experience of holding vinyl, but I don't, I don't need to own it. I still love CDs because to me, they're the best of both worlds. If you love physical stuff and you want to own something and flip through a booklet and file it with your other ones, right. which I love, CD. And yes, CD's still digital. So I have all my CDs still in my phone. Right, you, right. Can still, you can't Drop do that with any other format. So people say CDs are going away, and I'm sure, of course it's diminished. But at the same token, if people are making a comeback for vinyl... Yeah, CDs I, aren't going anywhere. No, and and that whole vinyl thing annoys me more than anything else. Stop pretending you like albums. That's that's the bottom line. That you're right. It's like you said. They look cool, and they're cool to say. Uh, if you have a chick come over and you have a crate of them in the corner, you're a cool guy for a couple of minutes. But the truth is, is that the sound is not much different. And I know everybody's gonna call it technically. I it just you're getting the same. It's thing. It's a nostalgia right. thing, yeah. and and it's also a thing that yes, if you are into really sort of like hi-fi stuff, okay, maybe. Maybe it's warmer, it's analog, it's this and that. I just saw, first of all, some of the new albums, everything new is coming out on vinyl now, right? Right. And, and they're going for like $35 because there's no place to make them. The materials are so expensive. And the other thing is, I just looked at one, I think it was the new Marilyn Manson record or something on vinyl. Okay, they're doing everything on double vinyl, which means because supposedly they can make the grooves wider and it sounds even better. Yeah. Okay, great in theory if you're into that. But guess what? You're turning over a record every two songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, crazy. I don't need to go back to that. That'll it can't be, great be that much party. better. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Trunk is here with us. Eddie is in town because there's a show at the Largo Cultural Center uh, where you'll see uh, Y&T and uh, Kip Winger. Now they are they are uh, two. Uh, what is Kip open? Kip plays acoustic to open, uh, uh, and then then Y and T closes. And Y, I mean Kip, Kip's super talented, uh, but he just does his acoustic thing and has some fun with the audience. And then, uh, but but Y and T is, I mean Dave Menichetti, they're on their fortieth anniversary, and the guy is still. Amazing singer and amazing guitar player, truly. I mean, really incredible talent. Well, that'll be happening tonight. Uh, I, well, I think we have Kip coming in tomorrow, and I'm super excited about that because uh, I am a, I'm a longtime winger fan, and I feel well, Kip's been on the show before because we talked about him one day, and somebody called him and said, 
hey, you got to call into the show. These guys are talking about you, and you just called in on the request line. That's the only time we ever had them on. But I think Winger got a get a real they they get a real bad rap when I think that their music was probably better than most of the the hair stuff oh, that yeah. was coming Amazing out. Amazing musicians, yeah, way too, way talented band. Um, you know, Rod Morgenstein, yeah, the drummers from the Dregs, yep. right? And, uh, one of the most accomplished uh, progressive sort of rock bands, and Red Beach, phenomenal player, and Kip is super talented as well. And yeah, they they listen. They took the biggest bullet because of without question Beavis and Butthead. Right. Totally, Kip will talk about that. I've talked which about is Kip's it with fault because he's too good looking. That was <laughs> yeah. the problem. If he was ugly. They wouldn't have uh, Beavis and Butthead because there were so many bands to choose from. Yeah, and uh, and I tell Kip it's his fault because he was too good looking. Yeah, and Kip told me a story once. He he confronted Mike Judge about it. Oh really? Yeah, you ask him about that okay. tomorrow. He said something like he he met or called or connected with Mike Judge, and he's like, you know, why'd you kill my career, man? Yeah. Why'd you do this? And and he said Mike Judge, they, they're he was cool about it. I mean, Kip actually is. He's got a very good attitude about the whole thing. That's the other problem, Kip. If his name wasn't Kip, I think it would have. <laughs> his real name is Charles. Is it? Yeah. Where did he get Kip? I don't know. Char Charlie Winger is a Charles, much better name. Charles Frederick Winger. As a matter of fact, um, you know he does like ballet and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that. And when he does ballet and like new age music and and everything, he credits himself as C. F. Winger. Oh, really? Which is like Charles Frederick Winger. That's yeah, so, so funny. Yeah. My brother's name's Charles, and he goes by Chip. So Chip. I don't know Chip, but not Kip. Yeah, maybe somebody Close. screwed it up, and he just stuck with it. How isn't it ridiculous that I could make a living knowing this? Mindless I was going to ask you yeah. what. What don't you know? Like, like what's There's a your, lot I don't know. What's your weak area? Like, I don't... I, in in like, general or in music? In music. Like, I don't know YNT. I know I've heard of them. I know them, but I don't know them like you. You can name their names and stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's my weak area. What What's your... Like, I would think maybe hair bands, but you seem to have a good oh, grasp no. on the hair bands. I, I, I've always been uh, someone that doesn't discriminate. Who's like, your favorite hair band? Well, I'll tell you this. I... I hate the term hairband, oh, personally. Oh, okay. You can use it all you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's something I have spoken out about. Because, um, and here's what I mean. Here's why I say that. Because hairband has become this term that fans of those bands almost seem to embrace now. Yeah. Forgetting that the term was made up by the thrash guys and the 90s grunge guys as a disparaging Diss to those bands. So, okay, yeah, I to guess say that's... to them they're nothing but style over substance. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you do realize that when you, I, I see a lot of fans. Like I'm hosting this Monsters of Rock cruise. Um, that I, that's what brings me down here right. initially uh, in the long run. That I'm doing in a couple days out of Miami, and I host that every year. And and I'll, I'll meet younger fans. They'll be like, Yeah, we love the hair. Let's go see all the hair bands. I'm like, You do realize that these guys don't like that most of them because it's what took them down it's what the the grunge guys came up with to diss those bands so yeah. but so i just call it 80s hard rock personally but i mean i get and i it, it's not like i get offended i just think that yeah, but a lot of that stuff diss. and a lot of that stuff also was in the early 90s like i i love warrant warrant was really like a 91 92 kind of kind of band over here i used to go see them at the rocket club all the time so even the, to say 80s doesn't 80s to me is bon jovi and that's it and Bon Jovi, to me, is the founding... If you want to use the term hairbands, yeah. Bon Jovi is right. the founding father of the hairbands. Best hair ever. Well, not only that, but people forget... Bon Jovi's the only artist from that era of music that has successfully been able to reinvent himself...
be as big, if not bigger, than they were at that time. Yes. And completely shed the stigma of that that period. Yeah. No artist has been able to do that. You go down, like, in, in New York, I'll drive down the highway, and Bon Jovi's picture is on the billboard for the Light FM radio station. Right. He, he's the only guy that's completely morphed into something else from but, that. Uh, but that also, I think, comes from the fact that they were as successful as they were during the hairband days, because... Poison can still go out and tour and do what Poison did, but they can't. They can't uh, stay with the times like Bon Jovi did because they, if they tried to, it's not taken as seriously. Like those dedicated Bon Jovi fans are buying this country crap that he's putting out now, and it's terrible music. But uh, but they'll buy it because they're so dedicated to him, and then, and I think that's what's helped his success. There's that, but there's also he. See, he knew. Uh, he's a very smart very calculated sort of business guy and he knew what he started at in 83 and you you know you're talking to a guy from new jersey mm -hmm. who saw bon jovi before they broke okay started with that open for kiss played these in europe you know it's very associated people forget in my first book, I included a whole section on Bon Jovi, and a lot of the rock, hard rock and metal fans were like, what would you put Bon Jovi in there for? Like, no, no, no. Unless you live that era, he was very associated with that 80s hard rock thing. But then what happened, Mike, was he completely distanced himself from it. Like, he disavowed it. He, this, the anniversary Slippery When Wet, whatever it was, uh, 25th anniversary was a couple years ago. Right. I know a photographer who worked for him wanted to put out this book of all the photos from that era. He kiboshed it. He doesn't want... He he, he, he wanted to, he, he won't go out with those artists. You'll never see him on cruises or events. You'll never see Warren or somebody opening for him like right, that. Right. There's no association with it at all. He's completely made people forget that he founded that scene but now has nothing to do with it anymore. What, Nobody else has been able to do that. Def Leppard has come kind of close. Poison maybe a little bit, but they're still hanging their sh their shingle on that scene. What what do you what is the beef between him and Zambora? What's the truth there? Uh, I heard a few things. I heard that um, on the last record, uh, they went in and had some of his guitars redone. Uh, and he wasn't happy about that. Uh -huh. I heard that Richie uh, has also uh, it's been well documented has struggled with sobriety on and off throughout his career. Right. And I've heard there's that. Uh, I saw Sambora, last I spoke to him was less than a year ago. I saw him in L.A. at an award show, and I said to him, because I just think the the prospect of Bon Jovi without Richie Sambora is is very hard to comprehend. Yeah, I can't go. I, I'm a big fan, but I can't go see them without Sambora and doing country music. It's just not yeah. working for me. <laughs> I was I was a big Bon Jovi fan from like the um, I would say Keep the Faith back. Uh -huh. That's the stuff I love. Now his stuff it's 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 gotten so far away from what it used to be, and even him as a performer is so far from what it used to be. Now he wants to sit up there and. Be Springsteen and strum his acoustic guitar, and, right, you know. Right. But now, back then, he was a he was a great front man. He was all over the stage. It was more of a hard rock show. And with Sambora, I've never seen him. But it was funny. I said to Richie um, at this award show, I said, "You know, are you, you going to go back to Bon Jovi?" So I, I got to be honest with you. I said the the prospect of seeing Bon Jovi, I couldn't even comprehend seeing Bon Jovi without you, right? Especially because hear vocals too, which yeah. is a huge part of the sound of that band, right? And he said something. He was. He looked at me straight up, and he goes, "I don't think so, man." He goes, "I don't. 
I'm over it. Yeah. He he he's told me that it was totally his decision, and he seemed very sincere about it. He I said, heard it was a money thing. Could it could be? I mean, Bon Jovi John runs that thing. Right. He's the only one oh, signed I've to, seen, to I've the seen deal. them jump when he uh, when he calls. I, I never, like, keep in mind how long they've been together since 83. So, like, about 2006, I saw them here, and we were hanging out and, and BSing with David Bryan and, and Tico Torres, and then all of a sudden the guy came in and they said, he's in the van already. Like, like John was out there waiting for him. You never saw buttholes pucker as fast as they did. They were like, well, we got to go. I mean, that's how long you're in a van before you finally go, oh, okay, let them go to the, we can take our own van. Yeah, know? no, I mean, listen, jump. that's the dynamic of a lot more bands than people think. I mean, there's usually one or two people that run the show and the rest of the guys are actually salaried employees. Yeah, that's... And, and whether they get a cut of merch, and that's all structured deals. But uh, in the case of Bon Jovi, that was presented as a band, but John was the only one ever signed to the record deal. And Richie had a lot more to do with the money and the involvement than anybody else because Richie uh, wrote the songs. Yeah, with he's John getting all that publishing money. Yeah, right. But but Richie told me he's like his daughter is is trying to be an actress in L.A. She's like twenty one or something. He's like, you know, I just don't want to be on the road like that. And he'll anymore. get that money for the rest of his life. That publishing money. Yeah. So he's fine. Yeah. He's not. He's yeah. not poor. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 all the money in the music industry is in publishing. Right. That's where everything is. You you've got people you've never heard of out there that could go to the 7-Eleven and buy a cup of coffee. You'd never recognize them, never stop them for an autograph, but they could buy and sell the people you talk about a oh, hundred yeah. times over. <laughs> like that uh, that chick that was on that Diane Warren that wrote Diane all those Aerosmith songs sure. and all that. I mean, she's got to be loaded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that and the chick from chick. Uh, Four Non Blondes. Who oh, Four yeah, Non Blondes. Linda Perry. Yeah, yeah, had a little bit of uh, heat for a little while, but then she wrote all kind of songs for Christian Aguilera. Yeah. Remember that woman that was on, um, I don't watch any of the talent shows. I don't know if it was American Idol or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cara 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 yeah. yeah. No one could ever heard of her before. Right. Like, where did this girl come from all of a sudden on there? I, she wrote, like, all the Christina Aguilera stuff, yeah. and she's a, she's a big song. So for her, that was just, like, a fun thing. In fact, it went away for a year. Who cares? I'd be happy with that gig if nobody knew who I was and I could just get all their money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep turning out songs. <laughs> and it keeps, like you said, it keeps coming. Yeah. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. it, it, you just, you, you know, keep making Checks the money. show up in the mail. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Trunk is here. He's from uh, VH1 Classics, that metal show. He's going to be in town at the Largo Cultural Center. Uh, that is happening tonight. Y&T and Kip Winger are performing there. I have tickets to give away. We'll take a quick break when we come back. Eddie Trunk also, in my opinion, has become the voice that is changing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They, they, uh, <laughs> uh, you, That's a lot of pressure. It's but. true, though, and <laughs> Eddie is leading that discussion. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's the Mike Calder Show. The Mike Calder Show on 102.5 The Bone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.